Hello, and welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound in video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. Today we're talking about Starfield. This game's got a lot of music, um, but let's do let's do some background on what Star Starfield is. Um, I imagine most people know. I feel like this game is the most hyped release we've had in quite some time, kind of in the gaming sphere. This is on everyone's radar. Um, but it's the first new IP from Bethesda in a while and kind of their, you know, RPG series. Actually, I should clarify. Bethesda is a publisher and there's there's Bethesda Softworks and there is also Bethesda Game Studios. Originally, Bethesda Softworks was the developer. Now, Bethesda Softworks is technically the publisher and Bethesda Game Studios is the developer, but whatever. They're like Bethesda in-house games. That's what matters here. It's the first new IP we've had from them. In a while. Um, yeah, and it's in their kind of first-person, real-time, role-playing game genre um, that they were kind of some of the first ones for. The first real one in this uh, kind of sphere for them was the Elder Scrolls Arena, uh, I believe, which was like their first one that was this real-time RPG game. There were other, other like, Might and Magic and stuff. There was other games kind of in this genre, but there weren't they weren't real-time. Elder Scrolls was weird because it was a real-time first-person RPG back in 94. Um, and I think that was kind of what was unique about it. Um, so anyway, there's been a bunch of Elder Scrolls games since then. They've had the Fallout series, and now they kind of have this new one. Uh, there's been some other little stuff in there, but those are probably the two big main the kind of you know um, flagships. And now we have this new one that we're kind of thinking is will probably be a flagship series. That is, you know, Elder Scrolls is kind of a Tolkien fantasy Fallout is, you know, post-apocalyptic, everything's irradiated, nuclear wasteland game series. And now we have Starfield, which is kind of, a, I would say, like a hard sci-fi, like a realistic-y feeling sci-fi setting, kind of near-future sci-fi. We're not like everyone is god-tier crazy tech. It's kind of like feels tangibly um, like in the future. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a Bethesda game. It's first person still. You can technically zoom the camera out. Um, this one's unique because there's a little more. You can like fly a ship around as well. It's not just running around on planets. Um, so there's like some shipbuilding. It still has a lock picking mini game like every good Bethesda game does. So there's a lot of Bethesda isms here, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our that's kind of our foundation here. Anything I anything you'd like to add, Nathan? No, I think you I think you covered it. Uh, first, not only their first new IP in a while, but first like single player game in a while. I think Fallout 4 was the last one of these. That was 2015. There was Fallout 76 uh, a few years after mm, that, but that was sort right, of their right. like multiplayer game. So it's been like almost 10 years yeah. since we had a like big Bethesda game, which I think is contributing a lot to the hype around Starfield. So it's a big moment. Everyone's playing it. It's it's exciting. Yeah. The yeah. hype is real. I think people a lot I think people have uniquely been waiting for this for a long time. I think Bethesda games have like a special place in a lot of people's hearts. They remember like becoming really captivated by them. Um in you know when they were younger, the first one I really played, I think, was uh, Morrowind, which was like I think released in 2002, but I was playing it like significantly later, maybe like 2006 or something like that, um, 
on the I'm trying to remember. I think it was original Xbox. It might have been early 360. Doesn't really matter. But I was playing like the definitive edition. It had everything in it. Um, I was probably a little bit young to be playing it, or maybe not. It was I was not good at it, like just because it was a daunting, huge open world RPG, and I like didn't know how to do anything. But I still remember it was like very. Um, I I think maybe it was the first instance of me having a game that I just felt like the world was huge. And I was like, I felt like I was never going to be able to explore everything. I was just like in this massive simulated universe. Um, and maybe that's a good call out too, is that these games very much feel, they're not very on the rails. Like they're very open world RPGs with all these like intricate systems kind of that are all working together and trying to coexist and be smooth and natural, but that doesn't often end up working because there's so much just trying to happen in the simulation. Um, and that leads to a lot of the bugs that these games are kind of known for. Um, but that's a, another point. Uh, I've again, like, I, I think that that's why these people have been looking forward to it. So let's do our, like kind of just brief impressions. Then we'll get into sound. What have you, what sure. have you thought of, of Starfield so far? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not super, super far into, it. I think I've probably clocked six or seven hours, um, which for Bethesda game is not, not really that many. I've just finished the quest into the unknown, which I think is sort of the, like, I'd say the point at which, like, the major systems of the game have all been introduced. You kind of know, I kind of know what's going on. I think, that, like, the main story, like, what I'm trying to do is sort of, there's, like, a lot of mystery still, but, like, kind of, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, this is the game. I've kind of tasted all the different little bits and pieces of it. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. I, um, it's, it's kind of hard for me to like think about this game as like a direct like like the last Bethesda game that I probably really got into was Skyrim from 2011 so it's mm-hmm. been a minute and like since then so many other games have come out that have kind of taken elements of like the Bethesda thing like Breath of the Wild has done like the exploration you can see a mountain go there thing and like Baldur's Gate has done like the kind of crazy in-depth like companions and pieces and it's like interesting to go back to like a Bethesda game now after having played some of those and see just like the different ways that you know it combines all of these things but also maybe see like places where other games have maybe like excelled in those things in ways that like I wish Starfield was like especially like exploration and stuff. There's a lot of menus. There's a lot of fast traveling yeah. um, and all of that. But despite all of that, I'm having a very good time with my um, experience in it so far. It's um, it's doing a very good job of like just making you feel immersed in this kind of like sci-fi NASA punk <laughs> NASA nice. punk. NASA punk. Um, yeah, yeah. Like universe, I don't know. There, there's something just very fun about like you sit in your ship and you plot a course and it like shoots you off and then you land. Like I don't know, all the there, maybe there's a lot of menus, but it still feels kind of fun to just be like exploring planets and landing on things and scanning stuff and finding outposts and just doing the sci-fi adventure thing that you know I think they had in mind for everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's been it's been fun so far. What what are your thoughts so far? How far are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm at uh basically exactly the same place so i think we're good i have i have like i'm probably a little my hours played is probably a little bit higher but i've kind of like gone off and just like tried to break things and kind of tried to push the limits of this and um like i went in and messed with some console commands and like broke my save file to see you know 
hear other ships and have a good perspective for our little uh, discussion here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm about at the same place story-wise. My my emotions and kind of my response here is is been very mixed. Um, my I had I really hadn't like I've, I've bounced off Fallout Four like really hard, and I really haven't gotten into a Bethesda game since um, Skyrim launched like i played i played skyrim a lot i really liked skyrim i, I liked oblivion too and i know there's mixed reception there but i don't know i i, I kind of had forgotten a lot of these bethesda isms that we talked about a lot of the jank and I, I i i i think i had this um i don't know i i was i was thinking that this it would be a little bit cleaner here like a lot of these things would have been ironed out and there'd be you know it'd be a little bit more of an immersive experience but the like i have found the number of bugs to be as bad as like if not worse than i remember there being in like uh you know those other games i mentioned fallout 3 um skyrim and there is like a level of polish here but it very much still just feels like that old engine there hasn't been anything that i've encountered that's been like staggeringly new tech that i found is really cool um kind of the, the point you mentioned about like the like, oh, I'm flying a ship and I can go from system to system and like the I'm exploring space thing, right? Like that is cool and I'm digging that, but like I've played Star Citizen a lot. I've played No Man's Sky a lot and I think that those games maybe do it better. So I'm kind of just like, what am I really getting out of this? Like it is cool. Last night I was like, I'm going to go to bed at this time and then it was three hours later and I did the classic Bethesda thing where I just like got, went on some random thing and got super captivated. So I'm enjoying it minute to minute, but I think like I had built it up to be more and I was expecting a little bit more than it is in my head. So I'm kind of like, I feel like I might not get super into this just because if I wanted a cool space sim, I'd go play Star Citizen. If I wanted a cool RPG, I'd go play Baldur's Gate. Like I'm just yeah. kind of like, I don't really know where a Bethesda game that just feels like old Bethesda games lives kind of in this in this new paradigm of it's, RPGs. It's very Jack of all trades, master of none to yeah. me in that way where like like you said there's like if i wanted cool space exploration game where i'm finding new planets and doing all this stuff i have like no man's sky if i want like the there's a mountain there i can explore that and it'll be like something cool hiding for me i can play like zelda if i want to play a really deep rpg with a ton of like really heavy systems that all like work together and tell a really interesting like narrative story that i can like influence i have like Baldur's gate um right so i think to me what like the way I have to, the, the thing that works for me in this game, I think, is more, mostly just like the combination of all those things, mm-hmm. um, even if they might not all excel, I think that it, it's still props to them for trying to do all of these things. Um, but if, but like the thing I think for me that stands out the most in this game, maybe that those other ones don't have, is I think it does really sell like the, like, atmosphere i guess the vibe better Mm -hmm. than a lot of the other ones and that conveniently brings me over to sound because i think that's like a big part of it um Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know do you agree that yes i think like you said jack of all trades master of none but it is a is a jack of all trades still and i think a lot of these games that we mentioned before are not trying they don't do quite as much like they're all they all have their thing that they do really well but i think that this is doing all of those all like everything pretty well and i think that, that is okay like that probably works for a lot of people and they'd rather spend a bunch of time playing the game that does everything pretty well so yeah i agree the this the, the i have been brought into the universe very quickly 
and it, it it's grabbing me I, I think maybe like star citizen is the other one in there that like kind of does this pretty well but i think we can um well like we can dive into that more as we discuss certain aspects of sound How, what do you think most effectively is kind of bringing you into the you know the world of star citizen making you connect with this universe do you mean starfield sorry Yes, this is going to be a problem. What do you think is most effectively making you, I guess, captivating you and pulling you into Starfield from like a sound perspective? So honestly, when I first booted up the game, that like the main theme of the game, like coming on as like the title screen shows and there's kind of like the silhouette of the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like so being good. illuminated by like the star or whatever's off the screen as it's starting to like rotate. I think the camera's maybe moving slightly too. So it's like starting to light up and the music's like swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is a very good main theme. I'm probably going to play it in the background as we are talking. But oh, cool. it has like a very good just main theme, and that just very much set the tone. Like I, I booted this game up, you know, uh, coming like off of like Baldur's Gate, basically. Like I've been playing that for a while. I'm like, all right, I need to put some Starfield time in because this has come out. I'm not sure I'm ready for this yet, but I I want to like play it just because it's the game that's coming out. It's a huge release, and that already like booting it up and hearing that kind of just reset my mind i was like oh this actually could be really cool like i don't know i'm excited to do like a space adventure because even that main theme i don't know it has a very like triumphant kind of like optimistic vibe like adventure vibe going on to it that just kind of i don't know maybe excited just to like okay let's see what this is all about I think that like the score honestly is one of my favorite things about this game. It's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um when I first like got outside, so this game opens up I guess you're like a miner in a like mining camp or mining colony on this planet or whatever. Um and eventually you go outside, like you you get out of the, you know, underground part of this planet and you go outside and like the music kind of like swells as you're as you're walking out. Kind of like see space and like the planet and like yeah. the horizon and I was, and it, the music's like swelling and I'm like okay this is this is what I want from this game I want like cool vistas I want like cool space things I want to like feel like I'm on an adventure and like the score and those like cool moments are what kind of keeps me going and like the general ambience too of like when I was in that cave underground mining stuff, like just the cave sounds are very good. Or if I'm on like a colony and like hearing people talking in like the cities, I don't know. It's very atmospheric. Yeah. And I think Bethesda games are at their best when you can kind of just immerse yourself in their yeah. worlds and just kind of let things happen, even if things are breaking. It's those are the most fun parts. And I think like their sound design is doing a lot for me. 
But yeah, what about you? Kind of what's what's drawing you in here? What's standing out to you sound wise? Yeah, I think score is a big one. I, I yeah, I, I think um, even people who aren't usually super tuned into sound, I think would notice on that on that title screen when you load up like it's so effective. There's like that star in the, you know, casting the thin. There's a name for that, like thin glow it would cast on the edge of a planet. And that's all you can see with the title there. It works. It works very nicely um, to, on your point. Like, I don't think there is there's not much crazy unique happening uh like in most of the pieces in most of the music i've felt but it just is very good like classic space orchestra there's like some synths and stuff minimally but it's like i noticed like the horns and you know like just this class like classic instrumentation um but yeah it's, it's really good there, there's other games that it's it's reminded me of and i was like there was there was one in particular, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So if anybody's listening, like this score is a lot like this one. Like I I know there's some pieces. I'm like this game sounds just like some other one. Maybe it's like No Man's Sky, but I don't I don't think so. I was gonna say I, I had two points of comparison of, yeah. off that title screen alone. Um, it's a little different, but it was kind of reminding me of Destiny in a way, just like the mm. like orchestra like style, just like the yeah. cinematicness of it all. Um, felt very similar to me. And this isn't a game, but like just in vibe and everything like interstellar is all i keep thinking yeah. back to is just <laughs> yeah it kind of yeah interstellar it's kind of got the score is doing a lot of that it's kind of optimistic uh, like we're setting out on an adventure but a little bit like there's some trepidation here it's kind of there's a little bit of unknown and it's kind of intimidating um but overall it feels very hopeful it's very bright it's very like uplifting like here we go um yeah he um I watched a video um, that we can link to in the show notes with the composer, uh, Inan Zur. Um, and he talks about trying to compose this music in a way um, that kind of has, I think, like three parts where he's like the, the set off for like discovery or like you're setting off from home. You're like discovering something and then you're like returning home. He's kind of like this like circle that he's trying to do in all of like the pieces mm. and kind of have that like vibe going on. And I think it like not every song probably does that exact thing but those like movements i think you can kind of find if you're like looking for them it's just funny that you say that because i think that's what he was talking about yeah yeah no it's good um and i think yeah then to your second point i think that my, my the things that have immersed me have been the same that you listed uh it's like then the the sound the like the ambience um in when you go back to kind of the underground mining facility um this is all very early in the main story but you go to mars uh sedonia you go to like the sedonia mining colony and one of the things that first happens when you get there is you hear this countdown that's like detonation in three two one like the announcer voice says this and then you hear this big explosion and like the screen rumbles and it's very noticeable um but it's not huge in any effect other than like hearing it like not much else really happens but people kind of react to it and then it leads then you then your character is aware of it as well and then you can ask like what is what are these explosions and it leads to a, a quest line um but i found that to be very well done uh it was like just it, it was a cool moment of like the your only real input you're getting here is sound but it's kind of it's adding a lot to the you're figuring out a lot about like the relationship between the people and the place they live and this this environment and kind of how how much it sucks to live here because you have to live with giant your like rumbles every you know rumbling explosions every few minutes as they do mining fracking operations on mars um yeah so that's really cool i did have one critique here as well uh that 
some of these sounds seem a little bit off in these kind of environmental sounds, particularly the crowd noises. Um, they felt a little bit weird to me. I'm, I'm forget. I'm blanking on the name of it, but like the first city you go to, um, New Atlantis. New Atlantis. Yeah. The um, well, here I've got a sample of it. Tell me it were like where you think I captured this sound on. Like, where does that sound like it is to you? Just, just um, listening. Like a plaza with a lot of people walking around. I don't know. I heard, yeah. I heard background sounds of people. Yeah, it is. There's a plaza with a lot of people. I yeah. think the thing that's throwing me is like the reverb and like the mm-hmm. echoes feel a little, like it doesn't feel like I'm outside there. And it's very, it's a very open plaza. And like that kind of, it kind of sounds like I'm in some, like a mall, like a large, like a kind of echoey chamber. Like that doesn't sound like a crowd of people outside to me at least because i feel like i'm getting too much reverb but it did sound like they were rather far away from you yeah at the very least and yeah. it, it feels kind of on your you know you're in, there's some people around but it's like okay i can see like 10 15 character models but it sounds like i'm in this hall full of like hundreds of people and it's it's not like if i were outside in a crowd of this density i wouldn't be hearing voices like echoing from far away i don't i don't think unless you know maybe we could say like oh the atmosphere is different or something like i don't know but it just didn't seem it didn't seem quite right um and i've, I've noticed that in a couple places is like the reverb and effects chain seems a little a little bit weird and it's kind of it's bleeding and, and hurting me a little bit um in a way that you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna keep carrying comparing this to Baldur's gate like i didn't really feel that i feel like they did a pretty good job in caves it sounded like i was in a cave when i was outside it sounded like i was outside even in cities and stuff yeah i think i think that bethesda games tend to be at their well not even at their best but they, they tend to showcase their their cooler moments best not necessarily in those like big crowded areas and more kind of in those like quiet adventure moments like I don't know. Probably one of my favorite moments was like me just like sitting up an outpost on this like barren planet and kind of like as I was activating things. So the, the planet itself just had like kind of like wind, like nothing was really there. I could just kind of hear, you know, generic sounds of whatever this planet is. And then I'm like setting up like little, you know, refineries and power things. And I'm still hearing like the hum of these machines and all that stuff. And I don't know. Bethesda games always tend to kind of buckle. I feel like when they try to emulate like cre- crazy crowds or big cities or these big events, just because the tech maybe isn't quite, quite there. And yeah, yeah that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that said, I I felt like the you know people walking around were generally fine. This is some of the kind of the the bugginess that I was talking about before. It's like people running into walls and like glitching out and standing on counters. It's like, man, I wish that weren't happening. But I didn't I didn't have that thing um, like that was the common gripe that a lot of people had with Cyberpunk, where it was like I can see seven distinct models. That's it. They're all walking in like synchronized motion. Uh, it felt better than that. So I've seen worse, but it wasn't perfect. I also noted that they do a good job in New Atlantis. There's like, you know, greenery and these plants and things. And when you walk by those, you can hear the insects in them. And then when you kind of leave, the insects are quieter. So it's not all bad. There's, there's like, it's still doing a pretty good job. I think even in those more heavily populated areas, there was just something in the effects chain, even in the more secluded areas in like stations and stuff. I was like, that just sounds weird. Um, another good example. And I think this has always been a problem for Bethesda games is 
like when you trigger enemies and you hear them and they're like on the other side of a wall or they're like up a story like in a in a hallway kind of catty corner to where your character would be it's hard to pinpoint where they're coming from and they're shouting as if they can see you a lot of the time and it's like i don't know where you are i don't think i can actually see you it sounds like you're right on the other side of this wall that's like looks like it's in it's like made out of steel and it's on a spaceship and it should be super thick and not like we shouldn't be hearing each other through it um but again, I think that's that's been a problem in Bethesda games, in caves and stuff of old. But I felt like this one—it's it, particularly noticeable here because you're in these like tight, cramped positions, so you have more people that are densely packed, but you don't necessarily have line of sight. So this kind of weird, echoey location problem kind of becomes a little bit more prominent. Have you noticed this at all? Yeah, I definitely noticed that too. Like some of my combat encounters were a little weird in the positional audio I was hearing from people. Or I'm like in like a big cave on like underneath the surface of a planet or a big cavern. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like if someone's talking, it should be like echoing maybe, or yeah. there should be some reverb, but it's just kind of like very dry audio. I'm hearing from like a guy who sh- it sounds like should be like right next to me was actually like above me and like a few clicks away. It was just kind of, um, kind of strange. Um, yeah, in general, I would say that, like, the combat sounds, at least for, like, ground combat, are, are, are fine. I'm not finding, like, the gun stuff, like, super punchy. It's, like, there. It's fine. Um, yeah. Here, I've got a gun but, sample, just so we can have a, have a reference point. Yeah. yeah. They're good. Those are some gun sounds. Nothing, the reload's nothing chunky. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The laser, yeah. the laser here. I shoot a laser gun a couple times. It's, it sounds pretty good. I do like the laser. Laser's decent. Yeah. They all sound kind of, kind of like clinical, which I think is just the vibe of the whole NASA, NASA punk. I yep. keep saying NASA punk. Um, I will say though that the, um, I enjoy like the ship, all like the ship sounds I think are pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, no, that was one of my. You can probably see in my clip list right here. I've got a bunch of ship sounds. Um, I like them a lot. I feel like there is some compression problems happening. If I can make this is my other big critique is I feel like the audio in this game is over compressed. Everything is trying to be loud in your face all the time, which is kind of cool, like on the title screen and stuff. But I think it has the effect where it like I don't know pulls me out of it a little bit. I think the ships sound good. Especially when you like take off and stuff. Here, we'll play. We'll play a quick. This is the sound of your ship leaving a planet, uh, like the starter ship, mind you. This is the starter ship takeoff sound. system booting is so good yeah i'm immersed yeah and i'd like some good ui sounds and the takeoff sounds and the explosions and you know things are reacting i'm shooting off into space off to an adventure i like it yeah the i like the the beginning is the i think the part that i like the most i love i love space exploration games like this where the ui is kind of clicking on you have systems turning on you hear that like click 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 as the as the systems all turn on there's like lights illuminating kind of in your hud as it's happening and everything's going um so yeah i found that really cool um i also just recorded some sound about like flying just in space because i think it sounds pretty good it's not it's not hugely different but i think it will segue me into my next my next point i wanted to make um if we want to just have a have a reference point here 
the loose stuff in the hole rattling. So good. Yeah, they do a good job, I feel like. Like the the rattle you mentioned there, so I also noted you mentioned like the Cydonia under Mars, the explosion happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noted that when I was running around there, and the, that explosion happens. You hear like the rumble, but you also kind of just hear like whatever, like the vents, metal pieces of like, the station, kind of like rattling. And I feel like they do a good job of I don't know, like the little details of like it's not just the explosion, it's not just the ship taking off. It's also kind of all like these little pieces that would be moving or interacting or that you'd be hearing as part of that, like, you know, that thing happening as well. And like the attention to detail there, like the sound design, I think is, is pretty great overall. Yeah. Generally. Agreed. I, I, I think it sounds really cool. Um, like I think the ship flying sounds cool. My issue is that I was really hoping that then when I got into a different ship, it would sound meaningfully different because that, that seems like a thing that would be the case. Here's the here's the biggest ship I could find to buy. Here is the sound of it taking off in comparison to the starter ship taking off. Right? I am not convinced that is not the exact same chain of it samples. Sound, it does sound very similar. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me maybe if there is just like a set of samples they're using for like ship takeoff that is either randomized or they just have like a set of ones they have randomized that just play whenever a ship takes off. I haven't flown enough ships to actually note this difference. Yeah, and this was this was why I was like, like I said before, I was like going into the console and cheating because I haven't gotten to the point of actually being able to buy these. But I was like, I care about this. This is the thing that I'll do. Um, so then... Again, like this takeoff sound about the same, but I will I will give them credit. The flying sounds sound a little bit different. So again, this is like a much bigger ship flying around. Yeah, it's more echoey. There's more reverb. Some nice little radio chatter in there too yeah the radio chatter is good another good point so it, it did sound a little mm-hmm. different not hugely and maybe this is one of those things these are all like human manufactured ships they're not like mm-hmm. maybe this gets more maybe there's more variety as you get further out and there's like other vendors i just haven't i just found i went to a few vendors and bought the biggest ship i could to like this should be different right um and i, I bought a few to test like even the fast agile one they all kind of they kind of sounded like that not hugely different but a little bit um and i think Again, comparing this to a game, uh, like a ship-flying game like Star Citizen, it does a very good job. Every ship sounds and just feels very different. Um, but I, they also, they're, they're very distinct in how they fly. I didn't find these ships felt meaningfully different to fly, like a little bit. But it's kind of, it feels like there's like three or four little sliders in there. They're changing them. It doesn't, it didn't feel super different. Um and yeah, I don't know how much sounds playing a role there, like helping or hurting it, but they sound a little different. It it wasn't, it just wasn't like, whoa, man, like I, this, I feel like I'm in a new like interface now, uh, based on sound. As a space sim, I wouldn't necessarily call this game a space sim, but as a like space sim and space game, more aficionado at least than I am. Are you feeling satisfiably like immersed in like the ship sci-fi-ness of Starfield? Yeah, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting way off audio here, but I think my biggest the big the thing that's 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 making it not totally 
land for me if you'll pardon the play <laughs> is that like there's there's loading screens everywhere you, there's a loading yeah. screen when you go from a station into your ship there's a loading screen when you go from your ship into the cockpit of your ship there's a loading screen when you undock your ship and then you're in space and it's like i'm spoiled again by the games i listed before where there is none of that you get like i think the cool thing is it makes me feel like i'm in this big universe not this isolated you know list of distinct maps that are planets mm-hmm. and like when i can just get in the ship and take off and fly which seems like a minor gripe but it's just like all of those little breaks in flow just kind of feel grating and it's it's almost like I think the long tail of this game is going and exploring planets and figuring things out and just like trying to discover stuff. And it's like, if I've got to go through all these loading screens to do it, I don't know if I'm going to actually feel like I'm doing that versus I'm, I'm hopping between Minecraft seeds. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I, mm-hmm. I can, this is just a seed changing in a map every time I go through a loading screen versus me exploring yeah. a planet. Um, it's definitely a case where their ambition is sort of butting heads with their tech and what they can feasibly do yeah. with like what the, they're familiar with. And you definitely feel that in like the, the map structure and the bloating zones of all of it. Because you can tell they wanted to create this cool world with all these different maps and places you can go. And they must have built a bunch of stuff for all these different places you can land and all this. But it's still a lot of discrete maps, um, which is what it is. Um I think we should probably um, wrap things up here, but I see one more um, audio file you have open here called UI sounds. And I also have a file called UI sounds. So I think we should talk about the UI a little bit. Um, You have the file. So you tell me what, what do you think of the UI? Yeah, we should, or ending on, ending on a positive note too. So I haven't, none of the sounds are like crazy unique or like, this is a wild sound. I felt like when clicking on a thing that all sounds, it's pretty run of the mill, but they they do the Bethesda thing really well. Like when you're interacting with terminals and stuff in the world, everything has a lot of character. I would say it's just like, mm-hmm. oh man, the sound is making this thing feel real. So yeah, I'll play this clip. There's two different sounds in it. One of them is like a navig, um, a navigation terminal. That's not the right word, but it's like tells you where things are on a planet to help you figure out where where to go to find your way around you can just use the hud like we said before but it does a good job um and the second one is your star map on board the ship and this the sound sets are not distinct but just the way that the um all of the different sounds come together and like the different kind of arrangement of them uh like the balance of different things makes these feel very distinct even though there's a lot of commonality in a way i find really cool so yeah here i'll share my Yeah, so this is like the actual like computer like interface on one of those terminals, right? It's exactly. Kind of replicating a desktop. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was cool too. It's so it's so clunky. And one it thing sounds like suitably chunky. Yeah, and one thing you might have noticed there, uh, there's like the hard drives scratching or you know like spinning mm-hmm. disc sound everywhere, which I find kind of hilarious because it feels very Fallouty in this in this world that I I think is supposed to feel very much like reality, like this is a possible future. It's like why would we be using disc drives everywhere? But it mm-hmm. it sounds cool, like it doesn't sound bad. I think it it is it feels very tangible and good. Like that hard drive sound is is great it kind of gives it like a i don't know it, like a sort of hard i'm trying to think of a good word 
like i don't know we just plop down some tech on an outpost and we just got to make it work yeah, like yeah. kind of things might not always be perfect or super shiny but it's like practical practical kind of stuff you know yeah it's um, the, the punk of the yeah of the nasa punk right okay cool yeah so then this is the yeah this is the star map then which it has a lot of that listen the hard drive sounds are still in there but there's just the um the kind of base there's some baseline like background noise added um and the way that like the clicks and the beeps feel it feels much more like you're interacting with the refined star map The, like delay chain mm-hmm. that happens Whom. when Whom. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, does, yeah it does a lot it adds mm-hmm. a lot to that effect i don't know it's very good it's very good it makes me feel like i'm actually like setting like plotting destination setting courses i don't know it's very like tactile it's very cool yeah it feels it helps it feels big you're looking at a star map so it's cool uh yeah when you kind of zoom in and zoom out it has this it has it feels like you're in the, the vastness of space as the sound goes out yeah it's spaces yeah. a vacuum there's no sound but it's it's it feels very spacey versus just this like tangible little interface on a planet that is a computer terminal and again like the sounds aren't hugely different but it uh it's it, it's very effective yeah i think that's maybe a counterpoint to my complaining about the reverb before the effect chains on the ui are often very effective very good so, yeah, yeah yeah what was yeah. your would you have any particular um ui stuff that we honestly the the big thing i noted was what we talked about with the kind of like hard drive like rattle that you'll hear in a lot of different places like even like the character creator is i think the first place you start to hear some of that mm-hmm. um and i remember thinking like oh, that's that's a really interesting choice uh to use um for you know selecting things inside of your ui but i i kind of i know i kind of liked it it made it feel more lived in more kind of realistic in this like fit in this setting it wasn't just like a you know modern computer terminal with just lots of like beeps and bloops it was a little more tactile a little more you know space (laughs) station-esque yeah nasa-esque um yeah yeah starfield it's pretty good i'm enjoying i do plan to play more of it um overall i'm having a good time with it there's just a lot of games right now it's kind of insane I i know And I think my my take might have come off as like maybe more negative than I want it to be. I think if you are like a space sim person, this might be frustrating for you on some levels. But if you're kind of like I like Bethesda games, I don't I haven't really played any of these more obscure space exploration games. This is is a very cool game. It does a lot of stuff very well. Um, there is some jank, but there is also a lot of cool stuff when you're going and exploring. It's it is very captivating, and it's even when you're on these kind of procedurally generated worlds, they feel very lived in and there's like so many items. and There's so much to unpack and explore. Um, yeah, it's good. Skyrim in space. Yeah, exactly. Is my kind of impression. So if yeah. you like Skyrim and you want to play more Skyrim, but in space, you'll probably like Starfield. I think probably. Yep. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Cool. Well, shall we do our minor updates? Yeah. You start us. You start us this week. Okay, so this is kind of hyper-specific, but in March of 2022, Square Enix released a game called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Okay. This was the game that you probably saw on social media or on Reddit wherever, where everyone was making fun of the main character saying the word chaos oh, like yeah, 50 yeah. times in the trailer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I played this game earlier this year when it went on sale because I had heard it was actually pretty decent despite like the ridiculous like chaosness of it all. It was like a pretty decent like action game. Uh, cool, cool. Um, it's by Team Ninja, so like you know the Neo people making another action game. Like it's probably good. I played it. I beat it. It was it was fun. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, but um recently i had a couple tracks from that game score come up on like some like video game like radio playlist or something i was listening to Mm, and i was like really captivated by them in a way that i wasn't in the game itself i think just because that game was just such a just actiony kind of like popcorn food game for me that i wasn't like super like keyed into the soundtrack but i basically listened to like the whole thing this past week and it's like it kind of slaps. It's nice. like really good. Um, and so I have had it back on repeat. It's a kind of it's kind of a deep cut, but um, it's got some some certified bangers on it that I think uh, I think more people should listen to it. I don't know. Or play the game itself. It's, it's also a, a fun game. But um, what's your minor update? Blizzard. Back to Blizzard. Recently released official WoW hardcore servers. <laughs> so if you die you die it's a permanent thing anyway i'm playing wow i'm spending a lot of time in the starting area because i've had three hardcore characters die i'm playing a tauren and it's not something i've done since i was very young and i'm having a lot of that thing where i was like oh i haven't heard this song in you know whatever 15 years but so i think there's a lot there's a, you know a lot of emotion wrapped up in that and it's doing a lot but like some of those pieces are very they do that they, the the team here did a very good job of like uh the sound in these starting areas combined with the music there's there's some ambient effect chain happening on these sounds where they sound like they're out of the game like i keep hearing a bird sound that's like hooting it's like an owl at night on some of these zones and i keep thinking it's outside like i've taken my headphones off three times I'm like is that oh nope it's in the game um <laughs> Yeah, and it's there. It's just here. I'll again. I'll. I'll give you a good clip. Maybe we can listen to it. And yeah, again, Blizzard's. I feel like Blizzard's always done a very good job of sound. I think people maybe don't talk about it a lot. But wow, World of Warcraft. Mulgore in particular is the zone that kept getting me, which is like the Torin starting zone. It's uh it's good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, that reminds me, this is a random cut. Did you ever hear about the um ghost bear bug in Lord of the Rings online? No. So I I didn't play this game. So I remember I just read about this forever ago and I um I've just I literally just did a Google search on this to verify that I'm not insane. But apparently there was this bug in Lord of the Rings online on launch where you just randomly be out in the world like doing whatever and somehow you could potentially randomly cause this sound effect of like a bear roar <laughs> at like 10 times the normal volume of what it should <laughs> what? be that like just would like ter- like just like destroy like, you know to like yeah, terrify yeah, people because yeah. all of a sudden you're just out of all of a sudden there's like this roar that's like <laughs> 10 times louder than it should be um and you saying that just reminded me <laughs> that, that that existed um 
That's oh, MMOs. Yeah. Spooking people with their UI sounds forever. What a weird, um, what a weird bug. What a weird deep cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, cool. I think, I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find us, Noel? Yeah. Um, octetpod, octetpod.com uh, is our website. You can find a link to the Discord there. There'll be a link to the Discord in the show notes for Octet Pod on all social media. Um, but the Discord is where most discourse is happening. So hop in if you want to get involved. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.